Welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, a world-building podcast where we throw a spaghetti at the wall and it's up to you what sticks. Each episode, we go in-depth on an element of fictional worlds, breaking it down and developing unique examples live on the fly to give you ideas you can copy, steal, or be inspired by. Whether you're a writer, a GM, or an all-around nerd goblin, or in Finnish, a norti paiko, just looking to indulge your imagination, we've got you covered. I'm Kyle. I'm married. Ethan got married last week, Ooh. so we're back from from our little hiatus around that. And on this episode, we're going to be continuing off of the Mage Towers with moving buildings. We discussed a Mage Tower that moves around at the whims of the mages. So I now, control it. Yeah, they, they control it. So yep. now we're getting rid of parameters, but just sticking with this is a building that moves. Yep. And why is it moving? Why would it move? I don't know. What if, if this house moved? What would happen? Or my rent would go down. Or up, depending on where it moved to. Location, 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 man. It's hard to go up from here. Well, my rent's cheap, but the your rent is cheap. But the city's expensive. The city, yeah. If we move to like downtown San Francisco or no Hong Kong, let's go to Hong Kong. Mm, yeah, that would definitely do. That it. would be crazy. That let's would, not do that. No, um, or do do that. That might be kind of fun. I don't know. If I can get locked into my current rate in Hong Kong, that'd be, that, that would be that would be dope. That would be dope. That'd anyway, be yeah. So moving buildings. This is. I feel like the Death Star is the only thing that comes to my mind as like a reference in media. I mean, that is a very good example. Yeah. Um, and it was immediately where my mind went to when you yeah. brought up your Mage yeah. Tower from last episode. There are a couple newer examples. I mean, Howl's Moving Castle, uh, the Studio Ghibli okay. movie, the Miyazaki yeah. movie, very famously, this sorcerer Howl, uh, uh, Howl lives in a castle that walks yeah. around. Yeah. Um, I have not seen it. That's the extent of my knowledge on it. There's in Lost, mm. uh, Jacob's Cottage moves around. That's a deep cut that. Um, that people oh. might not care about because it was oh. a, when Lost got weird and bad. Interesting. When it got weird in a bad way. I didn't it, know that. It, Good to know. Lost world building got strange and it got interesting that they were trying a lot of stuff, but they were throwing spaghetti at the wall and none of it's stuff. None of it's. Well, yeah. I mean, that's hashtag JJ Abrams. Like. Yeah. Comes up with a cool idea initially and then just falls in love with himself and doesn't know where to stop. In defense of Lost, I have heard Damon Lindelof talk about it extensively. And like one of the biggest issues was that had to do 23 episodes, ABC kept making them do more seasons. And they mm -hmm. were just like, they they did not have the runway for it. They had good ideas, but it yeah. was like, do more episodes. And like, uh, no, we Get don't we don't have 23 episodes worth of ideas. It's just the way that network American, television used to run. Particularly in the U.S. You and I have long talked about the benefits and appeal of British television, yeah, which like knows six how episodes. to tell a fucking complete story. And hey, end. but American television is doing that now. It's getting better at yeah, it. It's like, still not perfect, but this, it's getting better. Yeah, unless it's on Netflix, in which case it'll Correct. never be complete. Correct. But like HBO has been doing it, doing it well for HBO's years. HBO has been doing it pretty well. Um, not pretty well. Give HBO their due. They're good at ending shows. Sure. Well... Game of Thrones is an there you go. is an exemption, but that's the that's the showrunners. That's not the, like <laughs> you got there. Yeah, but no. Beyond, beyond that, I agree with you. Um, also, credit to Apple Apple TV, like Apple Plus, whatever whatever. That's. Have they ended anything other than Ted Lasso though? Uh, uh huh. That's the question. It's too new. They haven't really ended it. Damn, hoist on my own petard. Yeah, fair point. Anyway, this anyway. is not about TV. <laughs> no, it is not. Case in point, though. Um, so there's the Death Star. There's Howl's Moving Castle. Um, Jacob's Cottage. The Jacob's Cottage. Thank you. In speaking of Netflix TV show in the Castlevania show, um, which I, I don't think you yeah. you don't do animation. Um, but Dracula's Tower is sort of like this steampunky thing, and he can teleport it wherever he wants That's using fun. this magic D twenty looking 
device which is very cool i wonder where they got that idea i have no idea um but i think but and again just to put a fine point on it this is less of a moving tower and more of a moving city but that mortal instruments thing we talked about in the mage tower where it's like the cities that move and eat other cities and incorporate and we will probably be talking about another episode about moving cities slash land because that was on our mind too but so we're gonna do we're specifically talking about a moving building yeah but you could also have it be something as innocuous and as simple like think about about the breaking. TARDIS. The TARDIS is a great example. Yeah. Completely disproves my point, but a great example <laughs> that I had not thought of. Uh, yeah. You could think of any of the USS Enterprises in Star Trek as moving buildings. Well, they're ships. They're ships, but it's but the they function as the home base, right? That's so an interesting point. Is like could do spaceships it's a stretch, hmm. but well I think that's more to do with with moving cities. We'll we'll get there. Yeah. Let's put a pin on that. But I think if if you push it, but where I was gonna go was the R V in Breaking Bad, where they're traveling around in this mobile cook station. Yeah. Okay. I see where you're it's coming a very from. Very small scale, but very it's like different. Is story. a ve- but a vehicle, vehicle as a building. Shut up. <laughs> vehicle. A vehicle. A vehicle is yeah. a moving building? Question mark. I don't know. Is it? I. I, I mean, we're not going to get into yeah, the sandwich debate with this shit. But the point yeah, is, it's it's a salad. It's a salad, right? The point is, there are draw inspo from anywhere. Like there is a lot out there, actually. Like even in the uh, the fourth Harry Potter movie, you remember when they um they had the other schools come and Durmstrang's school was a gigantic ship, and yeah. the 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 Bobatons flew in on a gigantic carriage, and that was their whole school, right? Yeah. Like, is that the whole school? That's just how they got there. I, I, I am not a I enough of a Potterhead to answer either. this question. I don't, I don't so know. we're going to sweep that off to the side. Point is, Potterheads can answer that for us. <laughs> yes, thank you. Please use the email. Let us know whether we're right or wrong. Um, <laughs> or just don't. It's fine. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. One of us is more of a glutton for punishment than the other well, one. One of us also has the email on their phone. <laughs> so the other one. <laughs> Soon to be two. Okay, you can take it. We'll on get phone. there. Um, anyway, so uh, I, I guess we, we can probably get some noodles going now because I do have uh, an idea for this. Break it down, um, man. What you got? Harry Potter is relevant. I, I kind of got stuck on, on the name, but I was thinking about a moving building and what purpose it would it would serve. And I went with like a bit of a cop out and that it would serve whatever purpose existed for the people that it appeared before. Uh, sort of like the room of requirement. Exactly. The room of, requ- a room of requirement uh, slash. I was, I was thinking of room of requirement and then I was thinking of uh, warlock packs. Yeah, these two things came into into view, and I'm I'm, I'm calling it Pact the, of the building. I'm calling it the, the the House of Salvation. Oh, I love that! It shows up. Oh, I just got goosebumps. That's great. <laughs> you you, you kind of did, yeah. Um, or you're just freckly. Um, it both. It will show up, whatever the circumstance is. So it could be that there is a famine. It could be that mm-hmm. there's a war. It could be that it's just a really bad bad couple of weeks just sadness i don't know it could be any reason hmm. and it it will show up in front of this your town somewhere hmm. it's not a huge building okay. on the outside in, in my imagination there is written on the outside like basic like like the terms and conditions that you like in in another script so it could be an infernal melon but, yeah that, that's not a good oh i just got goosebumps mm-hmm. um you could i have two versions sorry, i have three versions of this <laughs> I have a what good... happens when we don't talk about this shit for three weeks and just all the ideas build? Well, this just ha- this just happened like <laughs> at like five a.m. this morning when I was I couldn't get back to sleep. Okay. So this is this is very recent. Yeah. Um, if I have a good, a bad, and a neutral. 
or a mixed. Oh, so I'll go. I'll, I'll start with the bad. Yeah. Like in Infernal, it basically says like it, you know you enter in here if you, if you remove anything like like the, the packed conditions okay. are like written in Infernal on the outside. Sure. So like you go in and much like those Amazon stores where you like go in and you just grab a thing and you leave, it's that okay. where whatever you grab the the price that you pay is unclear to you. So if you go in there and you grab like some magic, there's like a thing that you pick up and it just clearly gives Jack you and like the beanstalk magic seeds to cure a famine. Oh, I was thinking, well, you, well, well, that could be one. But I was thinking, like, yeah. if you go in and you grab like basically you become a warlock, like you get full on magic powers. Yep. Yep. That's yep. a high price. Got it. If you if you pick up a suit of armor, it's a it's a much smaller price. Right. So it might be like an inconvenience. Uh, I was thinking it would be that. If you grab a suit of armor to protect yourself, you mm-hmm. have to forego worshiping any gods for the rest of your life. You are un- you are unable to have piety from now on. Mm. But if you grab the like the powers, you are in a full on warlock, full on warlock pack. Mm. If you grab um yeah, like the the, the beans, mm-hmm. then you have to sacrifice all of your animals. Yeah, maybe you, like you get infinite agriculture, but you have to be a vegetarian. That's all you can eat. Yeah. And because they want the That's souls of, of the pigs or whatever. Sure, sure. So that, I have that version. I have the good version, okay. which is that it is good gods doing this. Okay. It is it is stuff that is helpful, but is usually less powerful and less costly. And oftentimes the cost is you need to do uh, good for society. So it's mm. like you could grab the beans and then you need to make sure you share all of the wealth. Like you cannot charge anybody for the product that, must that will be come. Given for free. must be given for free. You can take this armor. And you like, or you can you can take these powers, but the powers only last until the end of the battle or something. Mm-hmm. Like you you don't get to keep them forever because you're using them to protect yourselves and to save your city, and right. then it's done. As long as you're doing good, yeah. Okay. The mixed one is where I land, mm-hmm. and that this is like a an extra planar uh, agreement has been made mm-hmm. that this the house of salvation exists. Different beings with different like you know. D&D alignments, for lack of a better term, different moralities, they all pump shit into this building. Mm. And when you go in there, you have a variety of options. So you can you can grab the good stuff, and the cost is usually like do something good. You can grab the bad stuff, and maybe like a punishment or mm-hmm. some sort of cost. Or you can buy, you can get stuff that's in the middle. Mm. And it, 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 there's no cost to that, but it's more menial. It's like, well, there I just need a shovel. Right. Or, sh- or there is, maybe there is a cost, but it is something, it's more transactional. Like, yeah. it's like, Okay, I get this. Magic. I have to pay back my debt. I have to pay back my debt. Yeah. So I get this magic suit of armor that lets me save the town from this dragon, but I have to find something of not good, not bad. Like yeah. it can be a bushel of wheat, or it could just or be-, be my firstborn child. Like yeah. something. <laughs> but you. <laughs> you <laughs> Those the, two things are so equivalent. Exactly. But that's the point, right? How's is that marriage like, going? <laughs> great. Um, already sold your, your firstborn but child. That's, but that's the point, though, is that like it's up to you to determine what is of something of new, of equal or equivalent value. Yeah. But you have to. It's not like it's, sinister or it's like a it's, take a penny, leave a penny. But exactly. The, but, the, but the penny is uh, a bushel of wheat. Perfect. That's a good. That's a good one. You see that? Where it's it, just transactional. But it also just like I'm thinking like if you just have one that is it's a loan. Mm-hmm. In the in the neutral section is like there is like the extra planer banker. Oh, you need a million gold or yeah. like, or you need like a hundred gold to like pay off your farm. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then it's like, we'll just charge a lot of interest on it or something. Like, right. I, I don't know, like some, like they're in the middle. They're yeah. like the, the Iron Bank of Bravos. I, like, I, no, I, I like that. Like, I think I'm a big fan of 
tiers of exist. So like in in the Inuyasha anime, there are there's one in one of the movies. It's the three. Um, they're like three swords of like heaven, hell, and earth, right? I remember they were called the three swords of the honorable ruler. That was the name of the movie. And so in it, Inuyasha's father had three swords. He had the sword of heaven, the sword of earth, and the sword of hell. Okay. The sword of heaven could uh, save a thousand, uh, save a hundred lives with one swing, like bring a hundred dead souls back to life in a very good way, right? Um, the sword of hell could summon a hundred undead with one swing, right? So deliberately like perverting yep. death, right? Like that sort of thing. The sword of earth in the middle could fell a hundred enemies with one swing. Okay. So I like that because that is neutral. That is up yeah. to the user yeah. to determine whether it's good, bad, evil, whatever, right? Like, yeah. and I like that kind of dichotomy that, yeah. uh, you know, a little bit, it leans into the alignment uh, grid yeah. a little bit, but yeah. gives it more clarity on what like neutral good and evil actually mean. Yeah. And I think there is, I mean, everybody loves, there's a price to pay for the power you get. Right. And I think. Monkey's paw shit. Yeah. And it works super well in like, like this is an easy thing to just plop into like a D&D campaign or something. Mm -hmm. I want to give my players some loot and I want them to meet some powerful people. Like like in the campaign that we just finished, we had like a really memorable moment of going into like this ancient vault that had a variety of things to pick from and we got to take like four things with us and it was like you, nice. you you could free prisoners you could take a tome you could take some loot you could take these various oh, so things they can be intangible things too. yeah like, exactly so it could be like there's like a gin in there who will tell you your future could you do a little bit of a wizard of oz thing like could you say i want to be more courageous yeah why not like an intangible personal growth thing yeah could you say <laughs> in deity terms i want a strength of 20 and they would say yeah sure here's the cost right your intelligence goes down to to seven and you're like and you have a you know whatever you've got to do something it intangible benefits are more interesting because it could be like Mm -hmm. there's a shop of you could browse around the store and grab the stuff that's you know marked with a price or you can you can try and haggle with the proprietor or maybe there's like the good the the angel on your shoulder the demon on your shoulder the devil on your shoulder they are in the shop yeah but across the room there's a clearly like an angel and clearly like a demon and they have a weird conflict but they're like rivals in a fun way they're like shouting at each other over the yeah and it's probably pretty entertaining because they spend like eternity together yeah uh and maybe they're actually friends and it's just kind of like a they have like a comp there's like a board at the back that says like who's picked like how many who's gotten more deals than the other one Um, sales is all about metrics man yeah and so they're just salesmen trying to and they'll just they'll give you what you want but they'll negotiate for more I also, you know, my love of anachronistic shit, uh, and and mm-hmm. I love the idea of you're in your typical fantasy land, medieval Europe inspired world, and you walk in, and it looks like you've just walked into like a Bloomingdale. Oh yeah, like it love looks it. like a modern mall. That's really cool. Yeah, like it, the House of Salvation is a complete tonal shift as yeah, well. Absolutely, that's really cool. Or yeah, like it's a sci-fi. Space. Yeah, it's right. Like, like where it's just come wholly other and wholly different from everything else you've experienced. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, Bloomingdale is probably the best one, but if it was or ancient, like or if if it was purely ancient, ancient, there is it is just like a it's a barren rock formation. Mm. This has been here for since time has existed. Yeah, it has never evolved. They've never needed to, to evolve it. Right. Maybe there's like a back room sure. where it's totally evolved and it's like a Bloomingdale back there, but yeah. the 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 front of house 
is trying to evoke like this is you're tapping like, into the primal energies of creation that's how it does yeah what it does right yeah like, so maybe it's some primordial thing go back to remember we talked about the void world there was like a world that it was above of a, a black, black hole, hole yeah where it, everything was like this void space yeah and but you had that so it's like a weird purple and black That's sheen cool. to everything and there's like there is a black hole in the distance yeah or like at the bottom of the yeah you look down in the like the floor is glass and at the yeah. bottom of like you just see way down there is a That's cool. black hole or or like uh the center of the earth kind of thing yeah so there's just like a giant fire way yeah. down there if you look yeah something cool I something that's that. like really transports you that and you're you're an adventurer you have you are covered in dragon blood and then you walk into a macy's and it's and you, you immediately you're clean and you're clean and suddenly there's you, like you smell like chanel number five right and someone's trying there's like a sephora counter and they're like have you tried this makeup yet and it's this little like <laughs> it's this little like asmr we're going full D D, but it's this asmr we're like oh have you tried this makeup I'm like i don't what are you yeah I love the idea of a, of a dragonborn getting a bunch of makeup and being like, this doesn't work. <laughs> you, you, you put lipstick on a, they match on a to dragon. Your scale tone instead of your skin tone. <laughs> like, how does it apply on scales? The it's, like, it's, it's like dragon... constantly just like wiping off. Like, yeah. uh, it can't stay. But the metallic dragonborn, it's not makeup. It's like car polish. <laughs> <laughs> just like a, the, there's just like a, they do like a full paint job in yeah, the back with like the like expires. You. <laughs> yeah, there's a car wash that, that, that you have to, you go through when you enter the Bloomingdale's. That's so funny. So as it moves, what determines its location? Like you said, it responds to need. Is there a threshold of need? Is it a I reward? Don't... Is it a punishment? Like how, how does this work in your mind? I think I don't have a reason or like a way it works. I think that's part of the mystery is you don't really know. Like the room of requirement. It's like it shows up when you require it, but not always. Sometimes mm. it just kind of depends. I was thinking like it would have one singular lo- location. So it moves around the world, possibly like a multiverse. It's moving around like the, like the entire uh, planar cosmos. It goes, it is in like one spot at any given time. And it mm. might be some places nowhere. It might take a break. Hmm. and go somewhere else just like in like a pocket dimension or something goes back to the black hole to recharge or something yeah or just just to chill because yeah. they're you know is it th- sentient i mean you're you're describing I, I, and, I, and i don't mean sentient in the yeah. human sense but almost like more like the ri- like the one ring where it's like it has a will of its own could be that's interesting i was thinking like it would be like a divine power that is kind of driving it and thus it's unexplainable but if the building itself is sentient that's that's really interesting maybe the the building well if it's sentient because the motivation is the let's say the the, the two salespeople, they're pushing it to go where it's going mm. in my mind mm. or like their their motivation is the most obvious anybody else who's got a part in it if it's a, this like this agreement this treaty among gods of like we will have this little space where we can kind of uh peddle our wares and mm. get people to interested in us i don't know it could be okay here's an idea okay i love the term from mass effect we love mass effect world it's the best world in the video game probably um but the the shadow broker um is you know a this broker that is like information is their game they kind of run more stuff than they should they're a singular individual who's obscure no one knows where they are they are like ancient. They've been there, for, you know, that kind of thing. Mm. And maybe it's that the 
the structure is indeed sentient and it acts as this like shadow broker figure Hmm. because it has this ability to maybe it's like it has struck deals with and maybe that's why the devil and the angel are both there. It's made a deal with both of them to say, you are welcome to, to come to this space. Like, I, I pulled you, I helped you accomplish some significant life-changing, world-changing goal, but your penance is now to work in me. Not, no, not, not necessarily. Not okay. No, I'm thinking more of, this is a business opportunity. Of I, oh, I am a building who has an ability that no one understands. Mm. I can sense when people no, most need assistance mm-hmm. and what kind of assistance they need, and they can kind of shuffle what's in the shop for the particular instance so so they can basically channel that through these two these two salespeople and say you hang out here i will i will be the middleman and i will hook you up with with packs and deals that will serve your masters artifacts and whatever you need or just like souls like oh you want people on your side i I will i i will make connections so you can get more of these i thought you meant what you populated the inside with Maybe it's that too. Maybe it's it's helping bring profit to them and saying, "Oh, if you like this part of the world, there's a lot of magic items and artifacts, and maybe that's what you should be asking for as your sales price." Yeah, they can act as this this broker for the 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 devil and the angel to really get what they want, or it, it, it doesn't have to be angel and devil. It could be any beings. You could have more than two. You could have whoever. It is. It could be a full bazaar in there. Which might be more fun, actually. It might be. Yeah. So there's like a bunch of magical salespeople, basically, mm-hmm. of like different parts of the universe. And then you can really bring in different cultures and interests. And you can have those wackadoodles. You're like, wait, what the fuck is that? Is that yeah. a talking scorpion? Right. I don't understand. How, how is that? That gives it a little bit more flexibility to yeah. build in around your world. The I like, I like that. That keeps it more neutral. Because yeah. my... The way you initially described it made me start going towards people would worship this thing. Like there would be yeah. a cult of worship around the room of salvation. House of salvation. House of salvation. Thank you. Um, like that they would see this as a god, as a deity, as mm-hmm. a giver and taker yeah. and an end all be all. I would very much expect there to be. It doesn't. It can be a full formal religion if you want. It can be a small cult. It doesn't yeah, there would be something. Someone yeah. somewhere would be looking at this thing as again very Calvinist. Like its presence in your village is evidence that you are divine, or evidence that you're damned. Yeah. And it's so. It's not even necessarily that you know whether you're blessed or damned, but more the, the house of salvation shows up. And you're like, oh, what's going on here? Have we messed up somehow? Yeah. Because maybe there's a famine somewhere, but the society itself is bad, and so it needs, you know, the House of Salvation. It's it's the packed version, right? Like it's the yeah. evil door that opens. Yeah, I think you're 100 percent right. I think that and that makes makes it so much more viable. I think to make it the open bazaar a bit more chaotic, a bit more. This is serving a variety of needs, right. and it and it is less about morality. Yeah, gives you much more. You can have far more wacky characters Mm -hmm. you can have a lot more versions of morality you can still have you can have the devil who has like the corner booth yeah where they have the best goods but they're the highest cost and you can still have the angel there who's just like a pep people up but then you have like all these weird wheelers and dealers who are 
just trying to sell shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it get weird, get very Rick and Morty with like the improv random characters that come off the top of your head. Let yeah. yourself yeah. use it as a vehicle. It has a that. very Rick and Morty vibe. Now that you say that, mm-hmm. yeah, like create like a fantasy version of Rick and Morty, basically, <laughs> or just create Rick and Morty. I don't know, or just create Rick and Morty. Like, but but I like that type of thing a little bit more. Yeah, I do too. I like it a lot more. This is where it varies a little bit based on what you're using this for. Like, is this a game world, uh, an RPG setting, or is uh, this a story world? If it's a story world, your your ability for it to be more random is broader, I think. If, if it's a story world, I think it's more interesting if it's the story of the bazaar. Yeah. It's from the perspective of the people there. And yeah, that's totally. kind of fun. That's really fun. Yeah. And I like that a it's lot. It's like the the drama, the politics, the the dealing of there's like everybody's trying like they're all after like there's one staff of, meetings in the morning yeah it could be a fun like sitcom no it could uh, be though, it, it's like, a very terry pratchett like the, yeah. here's a fantasy sitcom book um which would be really fun it is run by a, a council like it's a majority rule kind of situation yeah that they all have to all the sellers have to vote and they've all had their stalls in this bazaar for millennia yeah aeons yeah. that they are immortal beings they all they all know each other so goddamn well and they all get along well enough, but they also have all these rivalries and little like, I fucking hate that guy. Like, I yeah. hate Terry so much. He's yeah. so annoying. Yeah. He always chirps. Yeah. Uh, he's a bird. Of course he chirps. You can have these like weird interpersonal dynamics and they decide, they have like little meetings. Like We will move to this part of the world now. And it, like much like a traveling circus, they might be there for a while. They might, yeah. they might sit outside your city for a month or they might come to your small town for a day and a half. Depending. And and it's sort of up to you to figure out what that means. If you're doing it in, a, and I think I love that, like doing it internal facing outward as the story. For, as a, as from an RPG setting, this House of Salvation is a really wonderful mechanic for a DM to have. Yeah. Because number one, you can build in the morality thing and be like, oh, does this mean that we need to help this town or destroy this town? Yeah. Like as adventures, it's up yeah. to you. It also gives you a very built-in, no one likes these things, but a very built-in way to have a deus ex machina whenever you need it. Like, Yeah, good point. Y- you, yeah. Are, you are about to go face a face, you know, a boss-level fight. You just got done killing a lot of minions. You have no spell slots left. You Like, yeah. someone's holy avenger got shattered by, by a pit fiend. And, and here comes the House of Salvation. And then suddenly, yeah. and it's like your need is, as a party is so great that suddenly it shows up. Yeah, I think that's, that works really well. And I think it also, I love, in any game, Yeah, it, it's like more common in a video game, but like the hub of loot. Of Me too. Like, here's where you can buy all the coolest shit possible. Yeah. And just that shopping spree that comes from that. The Here are, it, every magic item is available for you to buy. Yeah. They all have a different cost. Right. Some of them, that cost might be, part of your soul right. some of that much a lot of money it's all over the place and just creating this this open space for in like an rpg to gear up mm-hmm. and to give your players the power to gear up in the way they want to gear up right. because there is some it's so empowering to say here's the choice rather than dm handing me a specific item that they want right. me to have that maybe i've asked for in advance maybe i haven't like- and sometimes you're like I don't know how to make use of this. Right. I really don't. And I, I've had that, that loop before. You're like, I don't know what to do with this. I really don't. And not that it's like a bad item. It just doesn't fit with my style or right. the idea that I had for it. Like, it's like, you know, I mean, something easy. You want to be a fire mage because who doesn't love fire? And you get a wand of magic missiles. It's like, all right, this sort of fits. But, but it's not like 
the flavor's wrong. Right. Or, yeah. Like, and that can, I mean, for me, you, you've DM'd for me and played with me a lot. You know, for me, flavor is really important. Yeah. Like, if I can't keep that vision of my character in my head, it all sort of starts to yeah. so unwind. Like, it, and you're really allowing your players to, like, pick your flavor. Right. Especially if you want that turn in your flavor. Mm-hmm. If you, If you think it would be fitting that your character meets this charming devil mm-hmm. and is like kind of interested in making like deals with devils but hasn't like there's like a shame to that mm-hmm. and now they're like one of a, a bunch of sellers it's a little bit less dirty to do it in this context that's a really good point i hadn't thought of which also opens up the door very easily for respecting a character yeah there's this there's like a there's a sporting goods section here your yeah. wizard wanders into yeah you maybe yeah at the cost of your intelligence you can respec your character yeah into a barbarian i think that's really you cool see what I mean? like it's, I, yeah, it's a very judgment neutral way yeah. of doing the respecting thing is interesting because like in like a ttrpg that's just like not a thing people do because it's it's so video gamey right and usually it would be so such an immersion breaking thing right this is a, a context in which you add you add a reason for that to happen in world and keep the verisimilitude mm-hmm. of you went to the, the house of salvation and you and your salvation was to change to change your stripes. Yeah. Like, I need to be somebody different. Right. And the flavor that that can bring of like if you go from being a wizard to being a a, a, a fighter, that's a huge shift. Right. And that would create such an interesting personality shift as well of mm-hmm. like you're like a bit cowardly about getting up in the front line because you're uncomfortable. You don't do that. You don't know how to do it yet. And you've never done it. So you're like, your muscle memory's off. And you, but it also gives you great moments to suddenly realize like, yes, I had this incredible arcane intelligence. Now I have tactical intelligence. Yeah. And And like, you're you're trying to cast spells and you're like, wait, oh no, fuck, I can't do that. Fuck. Uh, Hit it with my sword. Oh, his head fell off. That's great. Well, that was easy. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Like I think there's, there's a lot to play around with there. So that's the House of Salvation. You got any noodles over there, bud? I do. I got I got a little bowl. Okay. Um. So this is a world where I'm envisioning. I've been thinking a lot. So in my spare time, you know, I love making up subclasses and yep. all this stuff. Um. I've been working out this idea of, just for inspiration, I've been working out this idea of an oath of, it's for a set of uh, Spelljammer-based subclasses, because I was very frustrated that Spelljammer didn't come with any specific subclasses. Okay. Um, this is an Oath of Exploration Paladin. All right. Where you you take an oath to explore the cosmos and the multiverse and the universe. And All right. That's, that's the whole purpose of the oath. And so I'm working on that. I'm workshopping. The tenets of that, I started digging into Star Trek. Okay. Like, you know, go where no man has gone before kind of shit. Yeah. Also started thinking about First Contact and the Prime Directive. It inspired me to think of when, what what would it look like when you're, what does first, what does first interplanar contact look like? What would that look like in your world? And I started thinking about, well, how you, we've seen so many stories about worlds where the first, you know, like Pacific Rim, the interplanar conflict, uh, the first contact immediately turns into war and destruction and we hate each other and blah, 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 blah. But what if it was more diplomatic? You you, you have first contact between two planes, you meet different people, you form, you immediately both realize that there is a benefit to this relationship. Yeah. Diplomacy rules. Diplomacy rules, right? But you've got to figure out a way to maintain contact 
because okay. maybe the planes were very difficult to reach. It was a magical accident that went haywire. We can we can suss that out. Mm-hmm. You need a neutral meeting ground. You need embassies. Okay. And you need ambassadors. So two, you build, you collaborate your scientists, your mages from the best from both world, both both planes, both realities, collaborate to build what I'm calling the Meridian Gate. Okay. The Meridian Gate is a building that is anchored between both realities, both planes. Okay. Realities or planes are different. I haven't decided. I don't think it, I think it, I don't think it necessarily matters. Um, I want to say planes for my own sake. Let's stick with planes then just to pick one. Um, Get weird with the interplanar physics. It is anchored from the perspective of the other. So what that means is that on our world, let's just call it world A, the building moves along kind of like the magical ley lines because it it is held fixed while our uh, tethered to that world to world B as our world continues to spin. It is also because it is transparent. It is it is tied to it exists sort of in this interplanar liminal space. It is very physically there, but it is also intangible. Okay, so it moves. It is held static as our world continues to spin, and it travels along either the equator or maybe along the magical ley lines. Yeah, but something. it is intangible because it is still part of this other plane, and so it moves through buildings and people okay. and land so it is constantly moving yeah and just you, shifting around if it's intangible can you enter i yes you you can i think it's almost like a security badge thing where <laughs> it is like the yeah. U, it's like the un where not anybody can enter you have to be approved and maybe it's something like i don't know why i would have magic rings on my mind having just gotten married but maybe it's you can only enter it if you are attuned to a ring. Like you can. You've got it. You've got a decoder ring. You've got a decoder ring. You've got a. a did you, did you get match. it in the cereal boxes? I did. That's where I got this one. Um, <laughs> it's good. It would weigh down the cereal. It's yeah, cool. it was very heavy. But um, and so inside yeah. it functions as both a portal to the other plane and yeah. also an embassy. Okay. So it is both embassies in sort of in one. The building looks the same from both realities. Yeah. And in or both planes and in plane B, world B, you it is also moving from that world as well. Yeah. So, so it, it's moving it, along the magical ley lines or the dimensional ley, whatever, you, however you want to do. It could also yeah, just yeah. be very simply the equator. It's totally up to you. I think it's cool if it's an equator. I think it's cool if it's a predictable path. Yeah. Because then they build around that path and they create this exclusionary zone probably oh so like powers that be are going to be like only the government or is, is allowed to build on this ley line or this equator yeah. because we want to have we don't want anybody going into the embassy without permission and we don't want people coming out of that embassy and just being dumped anywhere random oh yeah very okay and, and you create sure, like sure, an sure. interesting culture around the path yeah because how like how long has it taken to make to make a loop probably a while it, I mean, it, if it's I, an I, equator, I, uh, at least, uh, or does it happen a really day, fast? A year? I, I don't know. It could be really fast because I remember there was some there was some superhero I read about once that had they they were like a geomancer, right? Like an Earth mage or an Earth superhero. I forget exactly what they were, but they had the power to anchor themselves to the world from the perspective of everyone else. They would be traveling westward at the speed that the earth spun because the rest of the world would keep spinning uh-huh but this person the superhero would be held static 
fascinating. It's weird. It's weird, but I, but I'm sort of I I got I like this idea of like it, things being anchored, right? And so, but I love this idea of it being a predictable path that can be the equator, maybe a magical yeah. ley line. I, it doesn't I, matter. I, I forgot that this thing isn't actually moving. It's the world that's moving. The world that's that, moving around. That, it. Yeah. So it's it's a matter of how fast is your world moving, which would affect like what's the day night cycle like, right? Basically, right, would determine how quickly this because the world does spin faster than we all realize. Correct. By a lot. Correct. But if you're in like a if you make the material plane or whatever smaller, mm-hmm. then you you could get around that. I, yeah, that would be because it, it'd be really funny to me if it's just if it's hard to enter because mm-hmm. it's moving so quick. So that's why you build up around it to be like to actually get into the embassy is really fucking hard, right? Physically because right. it's moving too quickly, right? So you have to like be like ready with your ring like in the middle of the of the track yeah. essentially and just like jump up at the right time and and enter and if you fuck up you don't get you don't get in you don't get in and so may and it would also incur like again thinking of what are the ripple effects of that you would have people who lived along the path who would become you could be meta and call them speed runners where you like they have been building up magical means of transportation that can match the speed so that if you miss the bus, like if you miss the building, you yeah. can still catch the bus. Yeah, to work. Yeah, right? like interesting. That sort of that sort of thing. The like people are building up around it is really fun. The speedrunners, whatever, built essentially like, like a really large platform to increase the ability, or like so that people don't have to jump, or you know, like it's hard, it's easier to enter because you just get on the pl- as long as you're on the platform, you yeah. have as much time as you want because the platform moves perfectly with the gate Ooh, because it, yeah, because cool. it it has been. So you don't have, to have individuals who can move as fast as it. You just need like back to like the mortal engines or whatever. You have like a moving, you almost get a moving city, but it might be like a small little like conclave because it can hit shit in the real world. So you, so we're, yeah, I th- I think as soon as I started talking about it being intangible, it's I sort of lost it a little bit. So no. you think it's still intangible? No, I, I think it's still intangible. I think that makes it more interesting because then it, it it creates a lot more conflict and difficulty to make it work. Right. So if you make say it's you know what's used an, an equator type thing right there is a predictable path you have to like as, as they start to like they almost like build like a railroad mm-hmm. and there's just a, a like a giant rail car built around this thing that moves in a like permanently around the world and perfectly it, circled like, perfectly like snow piercer yep. just it's, absolutely it just keeps going and and people live on the other side of like just like outside of that mm-hmm but they just say, "Don't get like you. You should not be on the track because the 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 Meridian Gate will not hit you. But the train we've built around the Meridian Gate will really? fucking kill you. Right. So steer clear, and you just have to like. And the the train could be pretty long, so you have like an hour or something to board mm-hmm. as it's moving, mm-hmm. rather than like you have to do a quick jump. It's like oh, just like anytime in the next hour you can get on, and then you can the Meridian Gate or the Meridian train. <laughs> no, the Meridian. The Meridian. The Mer- <laughs> The Meridian, uh, I don't know, the Gate Meridian City. Rail. Yeah, what's their thing of like? What would you would you call it like a little town? Gate City, the Meridian, the Meridian, Meridian Chain. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Meridian Chain. Yeah. We'll call it that because because it's not a full city. Yeah. It's just like a it's a settlement that exists around it because you can't make it too big because. That's just untenable. It has to be thin enough to be able to keep moving, right? Because it's got to, it's it's moving around the world, and it's like, yeah. So I I think that could work. Yeah, 
That could be very interesting. So that's what's happening in World A. What's happening in World B? The same thing? The same thing. It's just going to manifest differently because maybe their world is a world of permanent night. And instead of having magical, instead of having like technological means for keeping up, maybe they have void void snakes that can move, that can ride the, I'm drawing from Final Fantasy, that can ride the life stream. That is what, the, in World B, that's what the building is tacked into. It's not like an equator. It's There's a, a literal river of life-giving energy that the building moves around. And so you have tamed these void snakes that can swim in the life stream that fast and keep up with it, right? Yeah, that's that's pretty dope. All right, I'm, I'm, as you can tell, I'm making a lot of weird faces because I'm trying so hard to think of an idea and see if I can make it work. Um, in World B, it's underground. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they've dug to it. So there's just underground tunnels where it's moving around within this tunnel. And it's like you drop down like a chute. Oh, that's cool. And you have to time it right. Yeah. Or maybe it's it moves slower on that world. So it, the timing is maybe it, it's a much more concentrated uh, path. Yeah. So it's actually like it's. uh Ooh. <laughs> It's a slide where you go down, and, it, and it's just a yeah. spiral shoots around. In, shoots and ladders. And it's doing it around the path that it's that the thing is in. Mm-hmm. So you kind of can't miss because like you'll catch up because it's going on the same path. Right. In like the reverse. So it, it'll like you'll collide with it eventually because it's spinning around down yeah. there because its ley line is in is like near the center. Right. Of, it's near of, the core of the planet. Yeah. So yeah. you just you just go down into that ley line. And you like, and then you don't have to keep up with it, and it's out of the hair of everybody else up up top. Yep. And then there's just like an elevator that brings you back up or something. I dig that. You could tie it to the physical world so that it is moving, like spinning at the rate of the world, or maybe it's anchored to like some sort of dimensional rotation that yeah. we that we figured out so that it is moving much more slowly, so that you can just, you know, at eight a.m. every day, it's going to be at this particular spot. You could it it, it it's. It gives you an opportunity and makes you ask questions about the rest of the world. That, yeah. like, it also makes it very easy to assume a standard operating world of just like day night cycle rotation. Yeah. Or you could take it farther and play with it more. It's it's a vehicle, pun intended, for it's, you. It's to, pronounced velical. <laughs> it's a velical for you to think about yeah and also forces you to then also what happens in world b think about another world another plane. what if it's moving but it's moving so fast you can't actually like it's moving up in the sky Mm. and it's like impossible to connect with it physically so then you have catapults (laughs) welcome to spaghetti launchers we launch people (laughs) into the sky um like wizards or mages wherever have built uh teleportation in so you can teleport to there so it's static from the ground and you go up there and it's like it's so then you create like a power dynamic of people controlling who can oh, go can there that. That's and cool. like th- that could work is just like another thing yeah. but, and then the reason i'm saying that is like, i think it could still be kind of cool and that it's this thing flying through the sky like a it's a constant uh like a shooting star yeah at all times yeah circling around the world sure. so it's built into just kind of this it's perennially there because you want to make it relevant. Right. And so I was thinking of like, how do you, like, could you do something else with it that keeps it relevant, but makes it 
less about the staticness of it because the staticness of it is happening but that's just flavor of it flying exactly but not relevant for how you get there because you get right. there by going to a, a wizard's teleportation circle or whatever right. and you just go Whoop, yeah, we're here almost think about it like uh have you seen interstellar when the wormhole opened up near Saturn or uh-huh. whatever it was, but they still had to get a, from Earth to Saturn yeah. to get into the wormhole into the other to find the other planet, sort of yeah. something like that. Like God, it, the movie's so trippy. No, no one ever said it had to be easy. No, I, I think it's more fun, and I think it. I think it's better if one of the worlds has it much easier to get to the Meridian Gate than That's the other. Interesting. I think one of them should be more difficult. Yeah. If they're both easy. It just creates like an easy power dynamic. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, I've done that kind of thing in my world building of, oh, these two worlds are merged and it's pretty simple. Yeah. It's just because it's it, sometimes you want to do that because it's more fun. It's like an idealistic version of it. But if you yeah. want to add, add conflict and make it really easy for world B to come because in world B's diplomacy might start to break down and they might say, actually, we can just invade world A and take over. You can. And you're like, well, it's easier for us to do that. World A can't really access the Meridian Gate, but we can access the Meridian Gate pretty right. easy. Right. And then all, you start parachuting from the sky yeah it's true yeah it's just, like all all it takes is like di- and, and it's a it's a great way to deal with diplomacy in your world because as we know from real world diplomacy all it takes is one new element one new person who is not on board yeah with all the established norms down. and it fucking falls apart yeah and so it's a very easy way to have those conversations happen but have it be built physically built into the world not yeah. ju- you know what i mean well and i mean i think we both ha- probably have a similar vision of what it looks like inside does does it look does the inside the meridian gate matter to you or is it just about so its much. existence it's more about it i i mean it's it will matter to the world yeah but not to me so that's something gotcha. that that is a gift a gift that I give to the to the creator and whoever uses this world. Like, if you want to, again, do the anachronistic thing, like, it's the TARDIS. You walk in and it's sci-fi, right? Yeah. Um, or it could be anything inside. It could be it could be a McDonald's. For why it, not? It, like, it could be. It's how it presents could change based on every single person. Everyone sure. sees their own version of it. Sure. Like the the, the decor changes, and you could be you and I could be sitting in the same room, and we see a completely different space. Uh, absolutely the chair is the same but you know like we're both sitting in physically it's the same it is we are both sitting on chairs the chairs are unquestionably there but they would look different but they would look different to you yeah it could be kind of fun that could be fun (laughs) it's it's totally up to you and that's that's why i like the D &D stuff is always fun with like the plane of air the plane of fire the plane of whatever right but true interplanar stuff again getting into that rick and morty thing Uh or everything everywhere all at once multiverse more stuff right and it you can play with it you can play with it much much more yeah so yeah that was so meridian gate is is and then it also like maybe you're as a storytelling vehicle you start off with worlds a and b but then suddenly there's a world c and how do you integrate them into the meridian gate and maybe that's the third party that enters and changes upsets the established order right yeah there's a ton there's a ton there but what if a third party comes in right. to be continued? Dun, dun, dun. Well, what stuck for you? I like where we, I think from a actual vehicle of like the, the house of salvation being a, a store, right? Like yeah. a, something a little bit more neutral. I yeah. like that better. Yeah. I do also like the idea of a cult built up around it. Yeah. Of people who just. You're simply, a fan of religion? Shut up. 
who simply just don't know but like but who very reasonably it's like why like you like thinking about why we worship the sun yeah at early stages of humanity makes a lot of sense yeah and it would make a lot of sense for people to worship the house of salvation yeah so i i think that's just i think that's i think that's fun particularly if it's if people start seeing it from this Calvinistic thing of like, oh, this yeah. is an evidence that our village is blessed. And then yeah. and then it gets cursed and you're like, oh, we fucked up. Yeah. What stuck for you? I like the bizarre. I think that was good. And I like specifically the, I, I think the respecking mm. thing being built in is really interesting to yeah. add this vehicle for, I'm sorry, this vehicle for, <laughs> uh, for like a D&D campaign to have a respec occur and have it not break verisimilitude. I think that's really interesting. Um. Yeah. I and I think I love diplomacy, as you know. Uh, you, do. you should all of diplomacy. Diplomacy is great, yay! Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, and we didn't talk about this, but th- it's. I think it was understood the Meridian Gate just being like a, a neutral embassy where you are not allowed to do anything other than be there for diplomacy. Right. I was assuming like this, like um, this is a place where where you you cannot be in conflict, and the idea that there is just this moving space that. Uh, and because you, you can take it out of the Meridian Gate and make it anything else, of just like this is a, an embassy that moves around, mm-hmm. that is a neutral ground for any possible meeting, no matter the context. Right. I think is really interesting because you could have oh, that. That's cool. You could have almost like a WeWork <laughs> section of it, where like, yeah. no, we need, we need, we need brokering, like your shadow, yeah. like we need space. Yeah, we 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 need neutral ground, and the Meridian Gate is the most. It's famous neutral ground, and if anyone asks for neutral ground and it's not there, it, it means they're disingenuous. Because mm-hmm. the only place that you can guarantee is neutral is the Meridian Gate, and it's free and easy to use. Yep. So if anyone says anything else, it's an immediate red flag that that deal cannot occur. That's cool, and that makes me think, add in a layer to the Meridian Gate of assuming that there is magic in the world, um, maybe magic doesn't work inside the gate. Yeah. And it because it forces neutrality. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, that's what stuck for us. Let us know what stuck for you. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.